What's going on, people? What's going on? Welcome yes, yes, back. Yes. Another episode of myself, Lex, and Shubs. Shubs here. Today we've got a very special guest. He goes by the name Ade, Pleasure. founder of Arts Meets Culture. Could you just tell the people who may have not heard of you before a little bit more about yourself, please? I always find like intros to myself weird. So yeah. where do I start? But um, my name's Ade Sunusi, uh, Nigerian heritage, Hackney born and raised. Love art, hence why I built the platform Art Meets Culture. Where does where does um your love of art come from? Um, I mean, art as a whole um, stemmed from like early years, like seeing the likes of Pharrell, Kanye West, mm. like all those figures, kind of just brought an alternative, an alternative black guy. For instance, mm. you know, what I mean, it's just like we had that whole grime era, and I, I grew up in that heavy during school. But seeing those guys and seeing how artistic they were, mm. we're just like, this is the road I want to take. It's alternative, it's different. We're trying new things, new colors. So it stemmed from there, and then. Through deep research, that's how you started to find out about the Andy Warhols, Basquiat's, Keith Haring, and then multiple other black artists as well. So it stemmed from that period, so from a young age. Mm, it's quite interesting. Mm. So like, so just t- take us on that journey from when cool you kind of discovered your your interest in art to then creating art meets culture. Long journey. Um, after it started off, I wanted to be the next Russell Simmons. Yeah, that was that was the okay. initial start. I read uh, "Do You" by Russell Simmons, and um, I initially wanted to be the biggest A and R in music. So I left uni. Yeah, dropped out rather. Parents weren't happy, um, and uh, I told him I wanted to be a video director. But that was just me buying time. Just oh, let's do the video directing yeah. thing. Yeah. But lucky enough, um, I managed to meet someone who was a HR at Universal Music. Yeah. And they were like, you want to hop on board and do this course called Music for God? So I hopped on board, went through the whole process thing and um, managed to get Polydor. Um, so that was a big thing for me, um, being in a major label, seeing how it works, marketing-wise, branding-wise and all that whatnot. Yeah. Um, but literally months after, it was just mundane, tedious. I yeah. wasn't really enjoying it, but I loved the marketing though. I loved how they, they marketed artists. Um, through there, I then met my uh, mentor, Reggie Kerr, who was working at Def Jam Music mm-hmm. at the time. And um, yeah, he just said, oh, look, I'm looking after Danao, Princess Naya. Do you want to hop on board and learn? So I was like, cool, I'll be his label assistant. So I was his label assistant for four years there. Um, but during my fourth year was when I was just like, I need to do something else. Instagram was popping or yeah. just starting to pop. Artists were getting like, 4,000 followers, 5,000 followers. It was big to me at the time. Mm. Right now, we see people with hundreds and thousands of followers. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But then it was just like amazing. But I, I realized that a lot of these artists didn't have galleries to go into. One, because they're young, black, Asian, whatever. Do you know what I mean? And you, they don't take these artists in if they don't have a massive following mm. or they don't have a, a gallery agent behind them or if they're not dead. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Where they can exploit their, their whole um, collection. Um, so I, call, I I messaged all of them up. Um, Are these the artists that was already on the roster with the guy he was working with? Oh no no, this was the painters. Oh, the so painters. I always say artists and people who oh, think okay, it's music. Cool. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I I refer to them as like the painters, the sculptures, and everything like yeah, that. So yeah. um, I got the music artists that I had and put them all together in our first event called Art Meets Music because initially the brand was called Art Meets Music, which was what I was still pursuing at the time. Mm-hmm. But there was a path for me in art where. I hadn't seen a show where they had 
artists just bring their work from their houses that they're creating and to mm. curate a show. So um, that's how it it built to that first show. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, very. So how how were you able to kind of then transition your because your whole message behind arts meet culture is very much helping the underrepresented artists, mm. helping those who, like you said, may not have access to these galleries or may yeah. not be fully recognized yet. How are you able to very much turn that into like a business? So obviously you built a platform first mm-hmm. and like also how was the process when it came to kind of finding ways to monetize it and build something sustainable? Um, I mean, it went through many transitions. Yeah. And I'm going to speak about the horror stories. I said one day I'll speak on it on, on the podcast yeah, today, in terms today. of how... You know, from making money to making no money to getting, you know, people who have financials to come in and support it, but then Mm -hmm. to dropping them out. So um, initially, I didn't care about the monetary thing in there. It was just, I'm doing this for love and everything like that. But I was still selling tickets um, at the time. So I was making money through tickets. Um, I would sell art, but I wouldn't take a commission through any of these artists, Mm. but Something always clicked that I, I need to do this eventually yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like if this was your way of life, you, you mm-hmm. want it. But I didn't do it because I was still trying to build a label, do all that music stuff. So two thousand, I can't remember what what period it was. Probably two thousand seventeen, sixteen. Um, I actually before that. Sorry, I'm missing my timelines. Yeah, so um, left left my ish, picked up a job at Ace Hotel. I said I was gonna do this full-time. So I was a waiter at Ace Hotel full-time. Plus, whatever I made there, I would fund the events. So I fund the events, then make tickets. Mm. Wouldn't break even. <laughs> I would just still be under. But as long as I kept doing the shows, all I care about was the consistency. So I was like, oh, I need someone to come in, you know, support, be a sponsor. So managed to get someone in who was a sponsor. I He, he sold me the idea of he can do this, he can do that, mm. that one. So I bought into it. Um... So we did a couple of shows, but years later, it was like, my passion is higher than this person. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like, I know he can provide me with money, but the passion is the one thing that I know that's going to take it further, yeah. you know, to what it is. So um, during that period, um, Arts Council, we got some Arts mm-hmm. Council support, um, you know, working with several organizations as well through that. Um, but shortly after that, I decided to just part ways with the business people and just mm. said, I'm just going to do this on my own. Just about, um, you know, how I was pursuing things. Um, Are they I, really holding you back? Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm a sort of person, if, if I don't creatively vibe with any entities, I don't care about the money. Do you mm. know what I mean? I'm just like... <laughs> you're, you're an artist. <laughs> like, I'll, yes. I'll literally just... I don't... Like, I, like, I've had jobs at Ace Hotel, JD Sports. I don't mind going back in the mud just to kind of grind it out yeah. for my vision and how I I see it. So dropped that, dropped the business partner out, um, dropped other organizations out, and then everything just went on its head where you now see the the other side was about money and I'm mm-hmm. about passion. So um, I was like, okay, cool. How can I, I know I'm kind of, Going everywhere with this one, no, but it's just, it's just, it's just, you know, just expressing the story, you know, mm-hmm. about, about the whole money, money thing. Um, so now it's just like, okay, now I'm on my own. How am I really going to do this? 
Um, lucky enough, I managed to get a role at, um, you know, Complex Media for a brief bit. And that was pay, helping me pay it a little bit better. So I was just getting different venues, doing different things. So I managed to do some shows from that, um, but also get extra help from the Arts Council at the same time. So those are the sort of things where I, I kind of got monetary help and stuff like that. But yeah. That's that in a nutshell without trying to veer off to too many other bits, you know, me through these questions. No, for sure. Mm. For sure. But you also mentioned kind of the horror stories when it came. Yeah. With, with building building um, arts meets culture. What was kind of those um, experiences that you had to go through to kind of get you guys to where you are now? Yeah, massive, massive challenges. Like huge. I mean, when you part ways like with other people, people feel, feel a personal thing about it. And mm-hmm. to me, in my head, it's like, it's just business. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, like a word, I couldn't care less if there's feelings involved. But for me and the progression of how I see the brand, that's all that matters. Um, so working with, you know, I'm blatantly not mentioning their names, you know yeah, what I mean? And stuff like that. But mentioning like, like organizations, old people used to work for the team. Once I part ways with them, it just turned dark real quick mm. like the whole art meets music period turned dark it was from a trademark trademark the name they're taking me to court about the trademark wow <laughs> i um we got funding from arts council they're telling arts council we we forwarded the money and i'm like wow. the the messages are there yeah the events are there still trying <laughs> what, to like what you, like what are we doing um and I'm happy I'm saying it today because I never say it. Yeah. Um, the, I was getting calls. No, I wasn't getting calls. I had to call to find out what was going on. Yeah. A lot of the art industry were just talking amongst themselves. Oh, they did this. Oh, we heard it was for Faye Bags. We had, I'm like, if I had Faye Bags, would I pick that venue? Mm. If I had Faye Bags, would I hire this artist? I would get one of these big artists to do something sick for me. I'm, I'm, that's, that's how I see branding. Mm. So, spoke to the Arts Council. We went through like, up and down, up and down, send them documents, send them agreements, send them invoice, send them this, send them mm. that, stress. And then Arts Council said, oh, it's fine. We see you've executed well, so yeah. it's cool. So all of that, then made me a little bit paranoid. Like, who can you trust in this in this industry? Mm. Like, who can, who can help you support what you're building? You know, and for me, it was just like, cool, I don't trust anyone, but I'm gonna still go and pursue this because I, f- I believed that I sh- could have quit at that point mm. and just said, forget all of it and allowed that those entities to win. But I said, no, I so, that. Sorry if I'm, if I'm swearing. No, no, Because <laughs> no, I know about monetization and stuff no, like that. Really <laughs> quick, quick question. So these, these entities, right, that were, that were blocking you, mm. these from the music and entertainment industry? Nah, these, these were, one was from art. And put it this way, like, I wish them nothing but the best. Yeah, that's that's the first thing they should, they, they need to understand. I wish nothing but the best, but anything that's 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 um blocking me, it's a it's an issue mm. or was an issue rather at the time. But these were like people outside of art, people outside of that space. It was just people who were trying to get into that space because okay. art art is cool, is popping now. People are seeing like Alec Monopoly and all these cool artists mm-hmm. do sick things. Yeah, so people want to be involved. And my brand looks cool. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. you want to be involved. Mm-hmm. So if I'm saying, don't want to work with you no more, then it's like, oh, we're not going to be a part of the call no more. But I'm always in the thing where 
if you, lo- if you loved it so much, you can create your own, you know? I've got mm. no issues with anybody creating their own. It's like hundreds of music artists. No rapper's going to say, oh, I want to rap too, so I'm going to slow mm. your stuff down. It's like rap better. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? Do better. So. so I just got another question. Um, how did that, did, did that impact you mentally? And if it did, how did you kind of even navigate that? 100%. That, that period? 100%. Because you know when you don't know something? Yeah. I didn't really know much of the, about the business properly yeah. at the time. Mm. I was leaning on someone else for the business. And because I didn't know, it just made me anxious all the time. It's like, oh, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I? It's like, it was too much, it was too much in my head mm-hmm. to the point where I didn't want to do events. Mm. I was like, I'm not going to do events no more. All I'm going to do is just post art, post art, mm. post art. I'm like, nah, like, that's not what I do. I create stuff. I like to create events. I like to do all this stuff. So just do it with bravery. So I said, I'll do it with bravery. Next minute, I'm getting calls. Oh, we're going to come to your event. <laughs> yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. And calls right, because I'm like, you can come, but you won't be allowed. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's fine. Do you know what I mean? But that wasn't even on a, on a beefing. It was just for my sanity. It's just like, this is done. I'm happy for you to enjoy your life, take on your next business ventures, but allow me to just build my own. This is something that I've thought about for years. It's years in the making, you know, mm-hmm. since I left music. It was years in the making. So if I want the right energies around and the right entity, someone who's like in synergy with me, Mm-hmm. And I think that's with everybody. They want people to be in synergy with, mm-hmm. with them in order for them to build a proper brand because it's like a lot of people are cloudy. They they want to be a part of stuff on the cloud thing. But mm-hmm. it's like, if I can't build adequately with the right energy, it's going to be a problem with me in the long run. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I'm I'm just very like, okay, I don't want to work yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? So Makes it sense. just has to be right. But men, men, mentally, mental-wise, if, if I said that right in the right sentence, like I'm, I'm cool now. I'm so cool now because mm. I, I let a lot of stuff go. But then it was just like, who to trust? Mm. What artists to bring on board? Are they talking about this? And was, but after that, I just said I just didn't care no more. Mm. That's what I didn't care. Yeah, for sure. But even like back to you, you've to be very much immersed in the art game. You must be very cultured in a sense. And I feel like, and this is one thing I, I love about the podcast. Like I was saying to you earlier, you mm. get to meet a lot of people, speak to a lot of people mm-hmm. and also expand your understanding of the world. How is that for you? For example, being a young black boy from Hackney, obviously you meet different type of people, but it's very easy to kind of see the world in kind of one certain way. Mm-hmm. But the thing of art, you get to meet so many people, it's actually open to interpretation, but also different cultures have their different styles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. How are you able to actually immerse yourself in this type of culture rather than just kind of be, see the world as black and white in a sense. Yeah, I'm just open to a lot of stuff. You know, and I've been like that from a young age. From the stuff that I watch, like, everybody was watching, what did I say to watch? Everyone's watching The Wire. Mm. I'm watching wrestling. Everyone's listening to Grime. I may be listening to Limp Biscuit or one of them ones. My, my little brother will tell you, I'll be playing all those music <laughs> in the back of the house. Um, but like, I will do, I will just, be left of everyone mm. because I just want to know how wide the world is mm-hmm. and you know Instagram and everything's kind of taught us to kind of just view mm-hmm. things like this and yeah, accept sure. things like that yeah like I've I always recreate my Instagram feed into like finding out different things like yeah. I'm not I'm not into fashion my, my, my girl is but like I will look at the likes of Jerry Lorenzo mm-hmm. Kanye um the guy who runs Pierre Morse I forgot yeah. his name Fabito. yeah 
like all of that stuff, and I just listened to their stories. Yeah, just to sure. see how some of them went Turkey to go mm-hmm. get their fabrics. Oh, um, you know, this person, you know, is a believer of God, and that's why it's called fear of God. Like all these things, like I'd like to just be open to all those things, and now bringing it to my business, it allows me to look at artists who create differently. Um, look at artists who see the world in a different lens. Like even doing my own podcast, Army's mm-hmm. Culture, I've I've now realized how many of these artists go through so many mental health situations mm-hmm. and they express that. I've had like two people tell me they were going to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. If it even the hoodie far, you're wearing, the story yeah, behind it. Exactly. You know I mean? It's like, you know, it's just like all these things, it opens me out to creating better. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I won't create. It's, it's, it'll be easy for me to do Grime Show show some hood elements in the show, get all the drill eyes painted and everything and keep it like that. And that's mm. easy. I know it will get hyped, but I'm like, I need to challenge myself. How mm. can I express these stories mm. further? Mm. Because it's important to people. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how that person's feeling, this person's feeling. So I need to express these messages through our platform so mm. people can feel something different. So on on that note, right, you mentioned the hoodie. Like what's, what's the story behind behind the hoodie? I'm very baffed on the story, but I know it's Keith Herring. This is like yeah. the dancing guys. But he was very um, childlike in his approach yeah. in terms of fun, in, engaging. Um, you know, he talks about, you know, he had uh, he expanded on the whole AIDS crisis and everything like that, yeah. the whole drug crisis. But everything was just a vibe with, with that whole Keith Herring, um, Andy Warhol, I'm going to say Tom something. I was going to refer to another artist. Basket, but the, that whole trio, mm. you know, brought out some, certain joy. So if you see this piece, this is like, I'm very, this is very bad. People are going to grill me for not knowing what this whole thing's <laughs> about. But I know it's about the joy of dance, yeah. the joy of energy. But like, these stories, like I wear this because it's just like, I'm inspired by that era. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And, and three of my favorite artists are from that era and mm-hmm. from the New York side of things. You know what I mean? And if it was a basket one, I wear the same things, you know, because he, I like, I love his stories mm. um, a lot, and he's probably one of the first black artists that I kind of saw, mm. and just be like, okay, cool, there's someone to relate to out there. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'm not, I've, I, I, I'm not too sure because when I was kind of reading up and everything was around, like he's got a whole charity organization because yeah. obviously when he passed away mm. and stuff like that, and kind of supports um, yeah. mental health heavy. Um, but yeah, I, I love exactly um, what you said. It's most, mostly kind of chasing your curiosity mm-hmm. in a sense. And like you said, seeing how wide the world is because I very much over like the last year or two um, just been so obsessed with like just research yeah. and mm-hmm. especially in kind of my field. So for example, like I said, I'm in marketing, advertising and mm-hmm. I've been doing so much research in terms of like Manhattan, like like the agency life back yeah, in the day yeah. there and seeing how they kind of brought it over and who's like the the godfathers and mm. stuff like that. Did you ever kind of like, when you kind of got started out, like you said, you mentioned the free, yeah. but it was kind of the free that got you very much interested in it and seeing, because I kind of feel like the UK is very slow in a lot of things you do. So you kind of saw that and started seeing how you can kind of transition and bring something Cool and different um, over here as well. My my mentor, Didi, he was the one who kind of, you know, triggered mm. the whole entire thing to just happen. Um, he took, he told me to watch the Banksy documentary. And through the Banksy documentary, I found out about Mr. Brainwash. He des- he designed some work for um Rick Ross. Um, from there I went to his exhibition. I saw how immersive it was, it had some Banksy pieces, it had his pieces as well. 
And I, that's when I said, you know what, I need to do a show. So in terms of the three, uh, Andy, Basquiat, and Keith, they're always at the back of my mind in terms of, oh, you know, I'm trying to find my own Basquiat, Keith, mm. and, and Andy. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a few artists who, you know, have that energy right now. So I look forward in terms of how can I work with all these new artists that have those stories mm-hmm. that are about that. How can I elevate them to be a part of that that situation? Because I always imagine like twenty plus years down the line, we're going to be talking about the artists yeah, I've worked with. Sure. Do you know what I mean? They're making their stamp right now. So mm-hmm. um, I kind of forward think instead of looking back mm-hmm. for inspiration. It's like how can I impact these artists now for mm-hmm. the art our art culture to kind of grow and become better. So. I'm wearing maybe a Kobe Martin T-shirt, yeah. you know what I mean? In Shout years Kobe, to come, man. you know what I mean? Kobe's my guy. Amazing guy. Like, those sort of things that kind of motivate me forward, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And what skills would you say has very much led you to where you are now? Um, networking. Mm-hmm. Talking to a lot of people. Could you just expand on networking as mm-hmm. well? Because, like, one thing I, we've definitely noticed is, yeah. like... Even for me from young, the importance of networking yeah, yeah. and finding who the gatekeepers are and yeah. then kind of making your way in as well because, like you said, you could be looking outside in to a game you want to play, but mm. without having that network to kind of, like you said, Didi, your mentor, was yeah. the one who triggered it all for you. Mm. You being over in the music industry, building relationships like that. Mm-hmm. Could you just expand a bit more on networking and also kind of what you mean when you say networking and how you went about it? Because... Everyone says your network is your net worth yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But when it gets a bit overwhelming in the sense that people here networking is a top business school and they start yeah. to think like, oh, right, like it's something I've got to learn. But mm. if you just simplify it to like relationships or conversations, like I feel like the listeners yeah. will, will really get a clearer understanding. I mean, networking is it's not, not a weird one, but how I've learned it over the years well, how I was taught first was network with everybody, talk to everybody. Do you know what I mean? But at the back of your mind, you kind of want something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I used to go into places like, I know I want something here, so I'm going to talk to him. I know I want something here, I'm going to talk to him. But then you kind of forget that you have to build the relationship. Mm-hmm. To, to You have to automatically not want something yeah. from the other person. So all my um, relationships through network has been how can I add value yeah, to you? Yeah, for sure. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think people forget to add value mm-hmm. to the person that they're talking to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure we all want to talk to Jay-Z, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but how are we adding value to what he's about, what he's doing? Do you know what I mean? Vice versa. But I think networking right now for a lot of people needs to be about what ad- what value can we add to the, yeah. the person who isn't doing something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because I think people think networking is like, oh, I know that person. Yeah, I know my man. I exactly. know this person. And it's easy to say, because I know a lot of people, but I haven't built the relationships with them for me to do anything for them or mm-hmm. for them to do anything for me. Yeah. So now it's just like, I'm at a point where now I built all this value within myself, working in music, branding, art, everything like that. I can now talk to a person and say, look, I noticed that you need this done. Do you need help with that? And then, you know, it could the relationship can come back to you or you, that's it for yeah. that period, you know what I mean? But they will always remember that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah, you, so, you hit the nail on the head, so especially great. when you talk about giving value up front. That's yeah. exactly how it should be. A lot of people yeah. just want to take. Oh, 1,000%. But no one wants to give. And when you are the person who's giving, 
people cherish that way more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And just kind of figuring out how, how you can be of service because that's what's helped me a lot. Like when I was kind of, I'm kind of building my building my way and stuff like that and coming up, there was a lot of people who I would just reach out to and offer. For example, like I was I'm quite savvy or was quite savvy with social media and mm. there's like moguls and like people who I would love to mentor me, mm. but they're not as savvy. Yeah. So being able to kind of flip the script on the head saying, oh, I'd love to help you with your social media mm. and just through that you're able to be around them. But people kind of just see networking as wanting to take, take, take. Yeah. Or even kind of build a relationship with one person and if someone's asking for something, you can just introduce them and that would help you in terms of just like establishing a, a, a friendship because you're there to help. Yeah. Not just take a lot of people nowadays just kind of want to leech mm. on, on other people. Thing is, right, network, it's very easy to be selfish and it's harder to be selfless. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And then even, even when you're networking, right, it's a skill because you got to learn how to navigate the conversation in order mm. to get an outcome, whether it's beneficial for you or the person. Mm. You, need to, you need to be self-aware of how to navigate that. Um, and I think over the years, right, I think that's something I've kind of taken pride in, in learning. And even just, even how I got like my first um, placement in, in the industry in finance, right, it was, it was through networking. Mm. So it's just that same skill. I kind of just practice it, refine it. And do you know what I mean? So. Exactly. And it's just like, for me, even the podcast, another networking tool, mm -hmm. you're adding value to me because I'm just like, I need to amplify my voice mm. and amplify the brand. So, you know, I thank you guys for that. So when I even talk to artists on my thing, it's like I'm amplifying them. Mm -hmm. But then through that, like probably about three to four artists would be like, can I send you a piece of art? Can you repost this? Um, oh, I'm going to send you something. It's just like, you see the gratitude within mm -hmm. it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not about money. It's about how can we build uh, yeah. each other. Do you know what I mean? Because it's very... There's, there's there's blatant races to move forward in this industry, yeah. be number one. But it's just like, let's just help each other accordingly. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Let's just build the industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? So, yeah. Definitely. Even like, yeah, important. the whole saying, like, if you want to go alone... If you want to go fast, go alone. Go if you alone. want to go far, go together. Exactly. So definitely, definitely move you on that. And us as well, like, like we get to meet amazing people like yourself just through mm. the podcast as well. And mm. we get to build our own community yeah. and our own network of upcoming or entrepreneurs who we can learn and grow with as well. Yeah. So mm. definitely very, very key in, in everything we're trying to do as well. Yeah. Arts meets culture. I've seen that you've done some great brand partnerships. Mm -hmm. With the likes of Jägermaster, Proper Corn, mm -hmm. Vitamin Water, Relentless Energy. Mm. How are you able to go about these brand partnerships and how are you able to... Because, yeah, we kind of mentioned networking. Yeah. But, um, like, I don't know how to explain it. So, when I, when I started, like, my first ever venture was a platform called Review Plug, right? Mm. And I used to do film screenings. And I... I didn't understand how much I could have done with it till like now in terms of hindsight, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's very much, I don't know how to explain it, but I when you have like a community there, you have a following there. Luckily, we managed to get some sponsorship with, um, I think we got some crisp as well as some popcorn mm -hmm. as well. But that was only till I kind of clocked the game a little bit more. Yeah. How are you able to kind of go around these brand partnerships and also does things like numbers matter if you if you know what I mean because a lot of people kind of scare themselves off thinking 
oh, I'm not big enough to partner with these people. But yeah. kind of working now behind the scenes, seeing how people even just support you, even if, even if you just have 50 people mm. and they believe in what you're doing and how you kind of position yourself. Mm. So how are you able to kind of go about these brand partnerships, but also any advice for people who would love to work with these brands but are a bit scared? Um, so with me, I would say I, I, I winged it nine times out of 10. Um, so the first ever uh, partner was Red Bull. That was because I knew someone who knew someone. Mm. So that wasn't, and that was our first show. It wasn't about the numbers. It was just like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Let's get Red Bull involved. Um, Vitamin Water, an artist that I knew, was doing a pop-up with them. And he was drawing. I was like, this is just me. I'd say you go to the person. Who, who's, look, who's looking after Vitamin Water? Mm-hmm. That's the person. Went straight up to them. Do an exhibition. It's going to have 200 people. Which is like 200 drinks. Are you able to do that? Oh, that sounds amazing. I didn't have 200 people. I had 100 people. Mm-hmm. But in my brain, I need to sell this thing mm-hmm. to the point where I at least have Vitamin Water there. So I got that. Um, proper corn that happened shortly after. Same thing, same pitch. You know, just talking to them. But luckily, I caught them whilst they were they were a little bit new and they were giving out their new flavors. So they were sending us boxes. But I got to a point where it's just like I'm asking for a lot of freebies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. to entertain the crowd and everything like that. I want to do like a proper brand partnership. So I was chasing. Relentless energy drink. I was like, this is the brand that needs to work with us. I don't know why. I can't remember why. Um, and I was looking for their emails on LinkedIn. Um, I was using, um, uh, I can't remember what I was using. It was a website where I could do their first name, last name, because I find them on LinkedIn, or put the website there and it will give me the potential email address mm. of that person. So I would email, call, email, call. This was like for a whole year, I was emailing and calling. Till one day I found out that they were doing, they had their retail store in Tottenham Court Road. And I said, like, this is perfect. We're going to do it in this store. It's with Relentless. So I pitched them there and then. I was like, look, we want to do some content. Basically, you just went to the store? Yeah, just went to the cool. store. I'm mad like that. Um, you have to do No, you have to be. Um, you have to be. Tell, do pictures. This is what we do. We got this artist. We got this artist. But luckily for us, we didn't have the big following at the time. Mm. The artists did. So we'll say, look, we've got this artist with 20K, this artist with 30K. This, they all support this brand. They all, they all work with us. Yeah. In total, you get this. Mm. They're like, okay, cool. Let's do something. So through a collaborative effort, we were able to get Relentless. We've done about, we done two shows with them, produced three pieces of content, took so many photos mm. of them and the brand. I'm trying to think what else we worked with after that. Um, Jägermeister as well. That was for one of my guys, Stazzy Art. Um, one of his brethren, Jay King, he was doing stuff heavy with them. So we had like bottles that were designed and everything like that, mm. which is amazing. Um, but brand partnerships now for me and, you know, forever, who, for whoever who's looking to pursue that now, um, I think you, again, adding value to the brand yeah. and what you could do for them. Mm. Um bringing them into uh, like me I can bring them into an art world because I know a lot of brands are trying to tap into the art world they'll, they'll tap into it but they'll just be like oh this artist can just paint something cool in this corner and that's mm-hmm. that I'm about how, could, how can we tell these stories about these artists and elevate them from there um, so I can uh, shortly after that 
managed to get a, a brand partnership gig at Complex to learn about it just a little bit more. Mm. So that was through like talking to people at Nike, Puma, uh, Foot Locker, and just learning through complex pitching and then sourcing out the talent. So they're always watching. So they're always watching mm-hmm. who's building communities, essentially. Mm-hmm. So if you're building something in the fashion community, nine times out of ten, they've got you on the list. Mm-hmm. Or the film community. Um, I'm veering off a little bit, but... Um, no, for sure. Um, like, I don't... I, you're, you're definitely yeah. not. But one thing you've mentioned was the whole value. Yeah. Like, it's very much a win-win. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you... I don't know what it is, but, like a lot of people underestimate the value they bring as well. Like you said, building a community or even just having these brands or even just they have a retail store and they have mad footfall. People could then look at something else in the store and stuff like that. So like, how is... I don't know, because you're definitely very ambitious, but did you ever have any kind of limiting beliefs or like self doubt that like, why the hell would Red Bull want to work with me? Or like, did you ever have those kind of battles to kind of talk yourself out of doing something that you very much deserved? No. Mm. Which is wild. It's good though. It's like, yeah, it's very I, I, good. And I, why I say that, because I, I, I promise I'll never do the whole um, egotistical spill, but it's not mm. egotistical. It's just in a scan. And obviously the UK makes you kind of think that it really what does. you're saying it, is it, kind it of does. egotistical. It really so, does, yeah. This is... Um, I was telling my friend in New York, this is a passionate awakening. It's just me speaking mm-hmm. passionate. I believe my brand is sick. Mm-hmm. So if I'm talking to a Nike, in my brain, it's like, Nike, you need to work with me. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? Adidas, you need to work with me. This is what I'm doing. So I have to kind of approach it that way. Because if I don't approach it that way, I'm going to I'm gonna limit myself almost. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I have to keep talking about it passionately. Army's culture is not being talked about by a lot of people. What it is doing is, it's not allow. It's it's allowing me to support artists, elevate them, push them, and everything like that. So, it's, and I've done twenty two shows. Mm. So, within those twenty two shows, it's like I'm like it's like I'm doing twenty. I've done twenty two albums. Mm. So it's just like I've got, I've got some weight here. So I have yeah, to approach sure. these mm-hmm. brands with confidence. Mm-hmm. Even if like all I'm, it's either a yes or no. No, I can move on. Yeah. Yes, we can move forward. Mm-hmm. So it's only I'm only searching for those two things. Mm-hmm. So I never go into like a brand to to feel as though that I'm I'm not gonna get that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's always about elevation regardless. Yeah. If they say no, I need to find out why they said no. Yeah. And then I can build from there. Do you know what, sure. though, it's it's interesting that you touched upon that, right? Because I was even having this discussion with with a friend of mine. And um, like what you just said, a lot of people will label that as being obnoxious, egotistical. Yeah. But I think in order to break through that barrier, yeah. be successful, you have to have an element of you have to be egotistical and you have Not to be even, somewhat just obnoxious. Crazy, just no, but, crazy amount of self confidence The reason why I say that is because you have to believe in yourself wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. And if you like, and that's, that's why I say you have to be. You have to, it has to be an element of obnoxious and having a big ego. Sorry to cut you. Because I, like I talked with my with my friend Scott McKenzie, he's worked with like Pharrell, Russell Simmons. He's big in the game, mm. and I talked to him all the time. And he's he came to London. He was like, "Why are y'all so timid, man? Mm-hmm. Like, if, like mm. if you're about it, like be about it." Like yeah. when, when Diddy was out there, he was saying he's the best, even though he's got Jay and everybody else around yeah. him. It's like he's saying he's the best. I'm not saying we need to scream, "We're the best," and nobody else is the best. 
I'm talking about from me yeah. for how I'm building. Yeah. I'm sick at what I do. And I need to say that. And I need 100%. to, I need to, I need to be about that energy. 100%. But it's not my problem if you're affected by yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, sure. it's, it's, that's the, you can take that with God and how you feel and, right. and pray about it. But for right. me, it's just like, I have to believe that I'm sick enough so I can make it. Mm-hmm. So I can give that energy to my brothers, mm-hmm. my mom, my girl, and everything like that. So they know that he didn't care about all this outside mm. stuff. Because the world's going to... This world, Instagram is making you feel like, don't say you're too sick too yeah, much. Be yeah. Just, just, be, just be a little bit humble. Nah, you and it's just like, shit. I'm talking about shit, yeah. but with humility. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not saying, oh, I'm the best. No. I'm I'm great at what I do because I'm helping people. I'm at, I'm yeah. at service to all these yeah. artists. Yeah. Without all these artists, I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I say I'm the best at executing that for them. Yeah. I'm exe- I'm I'm the best at giving service. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's not coming from a selfless act. Yeah. I'm just giving because yeah. in the end they come to see these artists, and it's like for four. The show's about four to five hours, and they're gone. Mm. But I put so much work into that. So yeah. that's why I'm like. You know, I'm, I'm the no, best at what sure. I do. Because you just end up selling yourself short, man. Exactly. You get me? And one one quote that I definitely want like all the listeners to take on is that there are people half as qualified as mm-hmm. you in the position you want to be. Mm-hmm. Just think how crazy that is. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? And it's even mad. even stuff like people care too much about like vanity metrics and stuff <laughs> like. So we've got a podcast and. We don't really like we say all the time it's impact of a number. Don't check the numbers, man. We don't care about being number one on iTunes or whatever because at the end of the day, the the mission is to be able to inspire people. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And if you inspire one people, you're doing what you're doing. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And just being number one on iTunes just means you got a bigger platform to do it. So you're Mm -hmm. impacting people on a bigger scale. But we're not gonna just kill ourselves over numbers. Yeah, and and, checking it. And number one changes all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't concern myself about it. Um, I was reading a book, uh, Superfans, and they always talk about having a thousand core mm-hmm. fans. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about, oh, we've got hundreds of thousands of subscribers or 100,000 followers. But that those are a thousand fans need to spend a hundred pounds on you per year. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole I mean? Nipsey Have, Hussle yeah. to pay kind of mantra he, exactly. he used to preach. And that's all I've been thinking about is just how can I keep developing my core fan base? Mm-hmm. Because that's what it's about. Because mm-hmm. we can jump and want the millions of followers and get clouded by that. But I care about that thousand people who no, want sure. that, the brand every single time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We want something from us every single time. The rest is just, you know, people who are just watching. No, mm-hmm. facts, facts, facts. So in terms of arts meets culture, what's next? How can our listeners get involved? Wait, can we batch? I've got a question. Um, before we before we get onto that, what would you say are the the three things that have helped you to kind of build art meets culture and get to like get it to where and even get to where you are now? Three things. God is first and foremost. Because mm-hmm. I've been praying heavy these days and a lot of good things are happening. Mm-hmm. Which is gonna lead to your next question. <laughs> but um that's like one thing for me where when I was down, I prayed a lot. But when I started to rise up, I felt like God even more. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, there's a presence here. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm moving with it. Two, um, family and my missus. Mm-hmm. It's like that energy for me kind of just makes it like 
this, this is kind of all I need. I can I can be friends with many people and stuff yeah. like that, but when I come home, by my missus, like mom's just miscalled me now. It's just like all that is just like, yeah, I'm, ma- I'm making them proud. Yeah, you know facts, what I mean? Facts, yeah. facts. And the third thing, you know, is to what was the, what was the question? Because I want to make sure. So I basically, what were the three things that have helped you kind of yeah get the, you to where you the got? third thing? You know, being you know at service to the people I help, like mm. the artists. Me and social media helping brands become something. I mm. think so much. I used to be the person who wants to take all the shots, the three pointers, score all the goals. Mm. But I love assisting now. Like mm. I just, I just, it's just something about assisting people and helping them build, mm. and just being a part of it is 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 amazing to me. Like I was speaking to Kobe weeks ago, and I was just like. I'm helping a lot of people, and but I don't realize it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you're just doing stuff. And he was like, a lot of people, like with what you do and what I do, people are, you're, people are handcuffed. Their destiny's handcuffed to you, mm. which he said. It was just like, so if you stop, they stop. Yeah. And it pauses. Mm. So I'm just like, I have to keep going so these artists can keep doing what they're doing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So they can keep building because... I get messages, oh, I want to be on the platform. In my brain, I'm like, the platform is not even where I want it to be at. Mm. But in their brain, it's just like, we need to get on this platform because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to help us. So yeah. I have to keep pursuing it and I have to keep doing it. So those are the three things. For sure. And you one know. thing, because I'm very much in the service business as well, one quote that I love the most is like from Zig Ziglar, you'll help, mm. you'll, you'll get everything you want as long as you help as many yeah. people. And that's legit it. Once you're of service to people and you have that whole positive some mindset where the more people you help the better life is for you rather than if you help someone that Mm. means they're going to take your spot and Mm. understanding the power of assisting and getting people to to achieve their full potential is much more of a fulfilling kind of feeling rather than kind of just trying to do it all Mm. by yourself and trying to be the the star of the show as well and yeah so just in terms of arts meets culture what's kind of next and how kind of people kind of tap in and get involved as well or support you as well? I promise my guy. Basically, I've got something coming. Mm-hmm. I cannot say. Mm. Because it's... Because it's, I promised him that, you know, we'll, we'll announce it accordingly. Um, but that's going to be something special um, for future plans. Um, I've got one show. Yeah, sorry. Um, i got um, a, a show with Funny Tummy that's happening. Uh, another sick artist. Um, we have another show at the end of the year. Um, and next year, um, I've got two international shows that I'm working on now. Mm-hmm. But the, the whole thing for the brand is just literally, we want to keep doing events, content creation and partnerships. Yeah. So there's just a clear focus on, you know, making sure that the brand, you know, speaks a clearer language. Because mm-hmm. right now it's it's very... It's still clear, but I feel as though we're, we're doing stuff that everybody else is doing currently, mm-hmm. like reposting art and stuff that we're interested in and stuff like that. But I'm changing it more to how complex feels, how high beast feels mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that. So there's growth within that. But if anybody wants to get involved, you know, hit me up on Armist quick, Culture. Quick question. The artists that you work with, like, can people invest and buy their art? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they, they can definitely invest. Kobe's eyes. Um, I feel as though people should definitely invest in just in terms of 
his story and where he's mm. going. Yeah, for sure. You know, the Tate are looking at him, so mm. that that says a lot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And there's some value. Yeah, shout out Kobe that. Martin, man. Uh, Funny Tummy is another one who we're working with currently right now, and he's in the NFT space right oh, now. Sick. So he's doing good. So uh, another artist called Stazzy, Tom Fitch. Um, yeah, there's just loads of eyes to invest into. People, those are those are the, those are the people I know that I yeah, want to yeah, kind yeah. of just you know give them a shout on those platform. Yeah. Um, but if people want to go a little bit further, um, you got Chuck Chuck Styles from Philly. He's another one who's he's big in the NFT space. He just got featured in Hype Beast, and he did some commissions for Michael B. Jordan's latest movie. Oh, um, so he done Tom that. Fancy, yeah, so he, he just done that. Um, but yeah, art investment is a strong one. Just kind of pick the stuff that you currently like first mm. and then just build on from there before we get into the, the big boy pieces. Yeah. You know what I mean? oh, for yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. Because like, I was looking at the big stuff. I was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, eesh, okay. Even, like. even in the in the the, the big pieces, oh, I can't remember the website, I'll send it to you. Yeah. You can invest, you can buy shares in these Purple, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like stuff like that I'm, I'm into right now. And just, just getting involved as much as possible, do you know what I mean? And, you know, building a portfolio yeah. myself, do you know what I mean? Because everybody wants to, is building portfolios in different ways, mm-hmm. homes, uh, Bitcoin and everything like that. But I think art is one where it might be a sleeper for mm-hmm. most, do you know what I mean? And then when it happens, everyone's going to start rushing in because mm-hmm. they're doing the Bitcoin stuff right now. Yeah, For sure, for sure. I agree. So we always end the podcast with a word or phrase of the week. So for this new week, our listeners are going into what's your word or phrase you have for them? Yeah. Be a savage, man. Be a savage. Be a That's savage. Just, it's just the current mood I'm in. So I'm going to tell people just be a savage. And I, I don't mean like just oh, like all that aggression and mm. stuff like that. I'm just like, you just have to be relentlessly fearless. Yeah. And that's two words, but... I agree. On yeah, that. Like I said, I don't even want to swear. I don't even want to swear on this podcast. But you can't give a, a damn about what yeah, anybody thinks. That's the thing. Because I'm at a point where I don't care what comes at me with mm. with people, with with haters, or whatever. Anybody has to say nothing stopping you on that mission. Because in my brain, you're potentially trying to take food from my future kids' mouths. Exactly. So I have to protect that at all costs. Yeah. So, and I do that. Not with aggression, I do that with prayer and everything like that, yeah. so it doesn't get violent in the head. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> do you know course. what I mean? But I do that with as much positive energy as possible, mm-hmm. um, and just finding people to kind of align with that energy and yeah. build. Of course, for sure. Mm. You heard it, guys. Be a savage, relentlessly <laughs> savage. fearless, chasing your goals. So that's it, that's it man. Thank you so much. Listen, appreciate it, man. Appreciate you guys. No, you guys, make part. sure you check out Art Meets Culture. Links make and sure. stuff will be down below. Yes, sir. Make and, sure. oh, and once again, focus on things that move, move the, the needle. needle. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe, hit us up on the email, DMs, all that good stuff. Bow. Bow.